Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today we're going to talk about sharing your big feelings and being vulnerable with the person that you're dating. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link is in the show notes and we just refer to this again in one of our group sessions where a woman was in a kind of semi-flaky situation. She wasn't sure how to respond. Is it a red flag? Is it not? And in that guide, we have eight different situations where a guy could be pulling away or flaky and exactly what you need to know and how to respond to that. So if you haven't already, make sure that you get your free guide and the link is in the show notes. As you are listening to this episode, we are just about three weeks out from starting to enroll the early bird clients for the new coaching program from Dating to Exclusive. So if you want to make sure that you can get your spot and also get the $200 early bird discount, make sure that you join the waitlist for coaching, which there is a link below. It's also in the bio of my Instagram page and also on my website, ambergroupman.com forward slash coaching. So if you go to that coaching page, you'll see a lot more about the work that we do together, everything that's included, pricing and all of that. And here I just want to say, so there's the details of how we do it, like the group coaching, the one-on-one coaching workbook, all of that kind of stuff. But what you really need to know is that we go from dating to exclusive. Like that is what we're doing in the program. And if that is your goal in dating is to create an exclusive relationship with somebody, then this program was designed for you to do that. So I'll teach you the exact steps and I'll coach you through it and you'll be supported through it and we'll keep you on track to go from dating to exclusive. The reason why I wanted to focus on from dating to exclusive is not only because I know so many women want a committed, long-term, serious relationship, but because that's the section where people get really confused. Like that's where we accidentally create casual relationships or it's undefined or we're not sure where it's going. And there's a lot of confusion surrounding it that's really unnecessary. And my biggest goal for you is to feel like you know exactly how to create an exclusive relationship. It's not an accident. It's not something that happens to you every once in a while if you're lucky. It's something that you purposefully cultivate with your skills and with your actions and by the way that you show up in dating. A common misconception with going from dating to exclusive and learning this process and this way of dating is that it must be harder than whatever you're doing right now. Because let's say your results right now are not where you want them to be and the results that you want are a notch higher, you want to go from dating to exclusive instead of just being stuck in casual dating, then you assume, okay, if I want to go higher, if I want to make my results better, then I must do more and it has to be harder and it's going to be more difficult. But it's actually the opposite. It's about removing everything about dating that's making it so difficult for you. It's about Like imagine you're climbing up a hill trying to get from dating to exclusive, but you have a bag of rocks and we're just removing that bag of rocks, (laughs) right? So we're just taking what you're doing and making it more effective and less of an energy waster and less of a time waster and showing you the most direct way to get from dating to exclusive. And so much of the things that make dating difficult are about not following this process because 
you're with the 40% guy and that's really difficult. And then you're confused about the process of how to get from dating to exclusive. And that's really confusing and energy wasting. And then you're not using the five elements. So you keep dating the wrong people over and over again. And that's really energy and time wasting. So there's all of these actions that make dating more difficult when you're stuck in casual gear and going from dating to exclusive is actually a lot easier than what you're doing right now. So if you want to join us for the next round of from dating to exclusive, we're getting started July 6th, but we're enrolling in three weeks and early bird enrollment starts really soon. So if you want to get the early bird discount of $200, make sure that you get on the wait list and the link is in the show notes. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that comes up for clients after they are exclusive, which is sharing big feelings for the first time. And not just feelings about that person that you're dating, but just your big feelings in general, right? Like we all have challenges in life or stress at work or fears or issues with friends that come up and things that come up in our regular life that maybe we're not advertising (laughs) initially in those first few dates. And eventually it does come up and we've built a relationship that's close enough with somebody where it's difficult to hide. And when we do try to hide it, it's like they can still tell like in our text messages, maybe we're a little bit off or we our, our mood just seems off or we can't have as much fun with them when we're in that negative state. And we're kind of stuck between two things of like wanting to be seen and be vulnerable and be connected to this person, but also being afraid of scaring them off and them seeing that we're a mess and that we have issues and that we have problems and um, we don't want to lose what we just built with this person by being ourselves and sharing these other parts of ourselves. So the first thing to understand is that it's normal to not yet feel trusting and comfortable to share all of yourself with this person in those early stages when you just became exclusive. And The trust only grows over time if you take steps to allow yourself to be seen by this person. And I've had clients in the past where they were already in a relationship when they came to me and maybe they were eight months in, nine months in, and they still felt super anxious in their relationship and super uncomfortable because they skipped this part right in the beginning. So they kept hiding, they kept not sharing, they kept playing games and doing all of those behaviors of not really being themselves, thinking, oh, but when we're together for eight months, nine months, 10 months, then I'll feel like I can trust the relationship and let my guard down. But trusting the relationship and letting your guard down comes from letting your guard down. Like you have to take that step to see how they react to be able to to take the next steps forward and build that trust over time. Trust does not come from time. It comes from taking those courageous actions together and the investment that you both make over time together. Okay, so the first step is to create context. Now, context just means that this isn't the only thing they've ever seen about you, right? So if you're on a first date and then you're already like, sharing all of your issues and your challenges and your shitty friend who did this thing, like that makes you look bad. 
(laughs) because now that's the entire picture that they have about you. So there is a purpose to actually not sharing these things super early on. We're not sharing them all at once or not making an entire day about them. But by the time that you're exclusive and you've had these fun connections and great dates and you've built connection over time, and part of that was probably already a little bit vulnerable and getting deeper, you are ready to take the next step when it comes up naturally and organically to share a little bit more of yourself and share these big feelings that come up in life. The next thing you want to do before you share is just look at your own thoughts about what you're experiencing. So I had this come up for a client recently and some of her thoughts were, I'm a mess. I'm being so dramatic. This is embarrassing. It reflects so poorly on me that I'm having this issue. It was like a a issue with some relationships that she had in her life. And what we talked about in the session was crying and having emotions and having a challenge doesn't equate to being a mess, right? So a lot of women have that idea that you have to keep it all together and you can't be crying. And if you're crying, you're being dramatic. And we just want to make sure that we address those things before we go into it with somebody else, because then we can put that on them. Like, We get extremely apologetic and we feel extremely embarrassed and it's actually more difficult to be seen by that person when we are feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm such a mess and this is so embarrassing and they should not be seeing this. So what we actually talked about in the session is you're not a mess, you're just experiencing emotion. And one of the ways that emotions can come up and be experienced is through crying And that's actually a very natural, healthy, normal reaction to have when something feels overwhelming, sad, scary. That's normal to feel overwhelmed by that and to release it in that way. Then we also want to acknowledge the benefit for the other person to be able to receive this. So when we are in an exclusive relationship or any relationship and we share how we are feeling, we are creating connection, like one form of connection. So if there's a big part of yourself that you're holding back or hiding, that's just a part of you that they're not connecting with. So they only get a partial connection when you're not fully being yourself and being seen in that relationship. Once you're ready to share, what you want to do is test the waters a little bit. So you share a little bit, see how they react, and then you share more. And you just want to do that because you want to make sure that they're actually in the right mindset to hear and see you. Um, Because sometimes they might not be like you might assume, like, let's say you come home, you sit on the couch, and then you start sharing all of this stuff. And maybe they were in their own mindset about something else, or they were in the middle of doing something, and they just weren't ready to receive it. And then it exasperates what you were feeling of like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have shared this. So we just want to ease into it a little bit and make sure that both people are like ready for this conversation and to have the emotional capacity and attention to give to the person who is being seen and sharing. So what that might sound like is you come home and you say like, hey, can we talk? I had a really hard day. And then you see, like, how do they turn towards you? 
or do they say like, sure, let me just do this thing quickly, right? So you see how they respond. And then when you feel like, okay, they're giving me a positive response, they're turning towards me and getting their attention. Okay, now share what's really going on just in the way that it comes up. And when you're sharing, what you want to make sure that you're not doing is apologizing a bunch and saying, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry that I'm sharing this with you. And I know this is such a burden for you and it's so difficult. And oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm even having this issue. Just share your feelings. Share the actual thing that is happening because it's kind of a paradox, but when you start apologizing and when you say, oh my gosh, I'm being such a burden, that's when you start being a burden because you actually now gave them the job to give you like extreme reassurance, like constant reassurance that this is okay, this is okay, this is okay. Now, I won't say who, but many years ago, I had a house guest and this isn't somebody that I'm still in contact with, but this house guest came over and would just constantly apologize to me for everything. And it was so irritating to me. So for example, I'd be in the kitchen and this person would walk in the kitchen and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were in here. And then I'd be forced to say, no, it's okay. And it's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I know it's like your space and blah, blah. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, do you mind if I just, uh, is this okay? I'm so sorry. It's totally fine. You can grab a fork. Like, And I felt like I was walking on eggshells in my own house because of the volume of apologies <laughs> that this person was giving me to the point where I was like, I need to get out of the house. Like, I, I feel like I have to, I'm just sitting on the couch and I have to reassure this person that it's okay that they're breathing this space. If the person had just been like, this is basically my house for the next two weeks and just came in the kitchen and did whatever they needed to do and, you know, laid on the couch and turned on the TV and just made themselves at home, it would have been less of a burden for me. It wouldn't have been an issue for me at all. It was the constant apologizing, which then forces the other person to be in a position to constantly say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. That feels like a burden. The one other habit that can make it really difficult for the other person who is wanting to see you is if you have a habit of asking for advice, but not really listening or taking it. Um, This is something that's come up in different relationships where somebody will be constantly saying, oh my gosh, well, what do you think I should do? What do you think about this person? Do you think I should text them? Do you think I should do that? And they're asking for advice and then the next day they just have the same issue and they didn't do any of the things that you said, but they still ask for advice about the very same thing. And then that becomes a repeated thing. And it's like, oh, you're not really in a conversation with me. I'm not really seeing you. You're not really listening to me. It's not a two-way street here. You're kind of just like thinking out loud in front of me. So either don't ask for advice if you're not ready or willing to take it or really listen to it, Um, or just make sure in general that it's like a two-way street. Like you're really considering what their thoughts are and what they're saying, even if it's just supportive and not immediately having like a response or rebuttal to it. Um, And that way it actually feels like more of a connection when you're sharing instead of 
feeling like you're just kind of thinking out loud in front of them, but you don't really care what they do or say in response. Now, let's say you have this really wonderful experience of, you know, you test the waters a little bit, then they have a positive reaction. So you share what's going on and you let yourself be seen. Once you go through it, let yourself also spend time with this person where you're not ruminating and you're not talking about it and um, not feeling like just because you have this thing going on or you have this challenge, you have to talk about it the entire time that you feel negative about it. I definitely used to fall into that trap with friends in the past where it's like, as long as this thing is still on my mind, it needs to keep coming up until it's not an issue anymore versus covering it once, sharing it once, and then being like, okay, I can have this feeling, I can have this challenge going on in the background, but I also want to spend time with this person where we're not going into this and we're actually just able to distract a little bit and go on to different topics. And I don't have to bring it up the entire time while we're together. And lastly, remember that letting yourself be seen can be uncomfortable. Like it feels vulnerable. You might feel especially vulnerable the next day. And it kind of feels like that vulnerability hangover that Brene Brown talks about. And you want to be able to sit in that discomfort because if you want an unfiltered connection with somebody where you really feel like you know each other on a deep level, you eventually do have to share these things and be honest with each other. So the frantic apologizing and feel or like the extreme hiding and not telling the person those are both reactions to being unwilling to just sit in the vulnerability and discomfort of being seen so you want to just notice that and make a conscious decision to be a little bit uncomfortable as you share more of yourself and therefore as you enhance the connection that you have with this person all right everybody thank you so much for listening today If you want to join the next coaching program, make sure that you get on the wait list so you can get the early bird discount. The link is in the show notes of this episode. I will talk to you all next week. Have a good day. Bye.